And really, every president has touched it somehow. Except, well, George Washington. He touched, but he picked the place. Oh, he picked the place. Yeah, he picked the location. In 1791, George Washington picked the location of where it was going to be built. Oh, I actually didn't realize that. Because he was, I think one of the facts we yep. saw was he was the, like the only president who hadn't lived there. He's or the only something. president who's never lived there, but he knew where it was going to be. Oh, okay. So it was him who was like, I want 1600, not 1601. Yeah. And now I don't want the 1500s. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want 1700 Ohio Place. I, I want 1600 Pennsylvania Pensa Avenue. Avenue. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Talk with History. I am your host, Scott, here with my wife and historian, Jen. Hello. On this podcast, we give you insights to our history-inspired world travels, YouTube channel journey, and examine history through deeper conversations with the curious, the explorers, and the history lovers out there. I'm just going to cut right to the chase because the title of this episode will give it away. So let's talk about the White House. And you had tried to get a tour of the White House. And it was very difficult. And we finally had to like phone a friend. Yeah, it's it is very difficult to get a tour. They say it's supposed to be relatively easy. You email your congressman. And it hasn't been. We've tried this a couple times. And, yeah. it, and so finally, I have a friend who is in D.C. right now going to school. Yep. And he had a connection. Yeah. And so he was able to get us a tour, all five of us. So yeah, and us it wasn't and the some any sort of inside tour. No, it it's was the just, tour that everybody he's basically able does. to just get us on the list so that everybody else does. So we were yeah. very happy to do. So let's talk a little bit about the White House, and then we'll go into what we saw as we got through, walked through the eastern wing of the White House. Sure. So the White House is the home of the President of the United States of America. That's right. It is the oldest public building in the District of Columbia, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah. They have to pick a cool state. <laughs> <laughs> but what it's come to symbolize, and it, it's been definitely changed throughout the years, but what it's come to symbolize for our country is very significant. And really every president in America has had, has touched it somehow. Except... Well, George Washington. He touched, but he picked the place. Oh, he picked the place. Yeah, he picked the location. In 1791, George Washington picked the location of where it was going to be built. Oh. So he, and he's there when they put the cornerstone there. So he picks the site, 1791. And we talked about this. George Washington is very influential in the land around the D.C. area. So he's, this is a good location right here. Virginian. It's a Virginian. Exactly. And so the cornerstone is laid by James Hoban. He's the, the architect. And it takes eight years to construct. And of course, people have discussed this before. Enslaved labor is used to construct the White House. Jeff, John Adams and Abigail Adams would be the first president and first lady to move into the White House. Yeah, it was 1800? Eight years after. So, um, yeah, 1800 exactly. Okay. November 1st, I think, 1800. And, and it's seen changes throughout that time. So you're going to get the War of 1812. It's burned in 1814. So the, the only time that the city has been taken over by an enemy is when the British stormed DC and actually burned the White House. And we all know the famous story of Dolly Madison and the Gilbert Stewart 
painting of George Washington, which was actually there when we toured. Yeah, so for those of us who don't remember that stuff, now I do because you've told me the story multiple times, but she actually was like saving a lot of the then historical stuff. Yes. Trying out of the White House as it's burning down around them. They, the British are advancing and they know they're getting, they're making their way to DC and they don't know if they're going to be able to stop them, which okay. spoiler, they so didn't. It was, so it was in advance. Yeah, so she and her enslaved, because I want to make this very clear, it wasn't Dolly Madison who's pulling the painting off the wall. Right. It was one of her enslaved men who actually well, pulled a, the painting off the wall. It's a huge painting. It's a huge painting. And I think they took it out of the frame and they rolled it up. And he took it, threw it on the wagon. And a bunch of other things, China, a bunch of other stuff that was in the house but that was one of the things they saved dolly madison's credited with it because she probably gave the order order to do it but it wasn't her herself who did it but they saved all those things and the white house is rebuilt they bring in the same architect and they rebuilt it 1817 it's ready to be moved back into again and monroe will be the president who moves back into the white house after it's burned yeah and then you get in 1901 you get a name change. That's right. This was interesting. Yeah. So Teddy Roosevelt becomes president and starts. People have always joked and called it the White House. And but this time they actually are paint. They paint it white. The whole place takes 500 gallons of paint. And he starts to call it the White House. Before that, it's called the executive mansion, president's house, yeah. president's palace. Yeah. I, and it's funny. That's one of those things that I just never thought about. Yes. And then you mentioned it like, oh, yeah, it was Teddy Roosevelt who first started calling the White House. I was like, huh. Yes. I never thought of that. And it's put, it on, it's put on the stationery. Yeah. So it's made like official. Oh, okay. That's cool. And then in 1909, you get Taft making the Oval Office. So something that we, what did the, where did the president sit before? Probably had a square office. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the corner with a good view. You know? I know, right? So the Oval Office is added by Taft, which is interesting since Taft is known for being the bigger president. That's right. With the bathtub. Is he the one that got stuck in the bathtub? That's the story anyways. So the Oval Office kind of fits. <laughs> Truman renovated it in 1952. He moved back in. But just people always want to hear some statistics. It has 132 rooms, 35 bathrooms. It's six different levels, 412 doors, 147 windows, 28 fireplaces, eight staircases, and three elevators. That's crazy because, and that's a good segue for kind of us moving into our tour of it, starting on the in the East Wing. through the east wing like it didn't feel as big as that but i'm sure there's when it's multiple wings it's easy to lose sight of that yes we're only east wing it's a huge west wing where all those people work basically and then there's a whole private residence yeah that's a good point and so the private residence is i think three levels alone yeah so you can imagine it's just it's huge and then there's all this places they don't want you to know about oh sure yeah, absolutely <laughs> stuff that so who knows if that's actually even true yeah, that's right? a great point <laughs> maybe it's not 132 maybe it's 134 <laughs> like they're actually going to tell you i'm going to tell you but it was so great to go there you go through three levels of security mm-hmm. we had to have the passports for the kids dogs sniffing around yep. and all that stuff but it was very neat. There's a couple of rooms you're only allowed to look in. One of them's like the China room where they have examples. I, I was a little disappointed by that. I really wanted to be able to go into the rooms. Yeah. Even me not being the history fan and you being the one to kind of really press to get this set up. Like I, I wanted to be able to walk into the rooms and I understand, right? You get 
thousands or millions of people that are visiting the White House every single year. I do understand that. So you can lean in, you can look into some of the China rooms and one of the library. The Vermeil room. So the Vermeil room is, that's like a silver from the Gilded Age. What bothered me about not being able to look in the Vermeil room and the China room is those are where a lot of the paintings of the first ladies are. So that's the famous painting of Jacqueline Kennedy. Yeah. And you could see them across the hall across the wall across the room they're decent sized rooms but yeah but you couldn't you could look in you could peer in but you couldn't go and just it was just three rooms it was the Vermeer room the china room oh i think the library like you said and the diplomatic reception room yeah those are the three and they then they had a gift shop right yeah, it was there. like a gift shop like in the middle of one of the hallways, <laughs> the of the hallways. which of course <laughs> was very interesting so it's like okay people are gonna spend money and then we went upstairs and that's when you got to go into all the rooms. Yep. And it was basically just five rooms. You got the state dining room, the red room, the blue room, the green room, and the east room. But those are big rooms. And not only are they big, big rooms, those are rooms that you recognize. Yep. Because those are rooms that are used when the president goes live or he's doing some event at the White House. Yeah, that was one of the cool things. And you, you don't see it until a little bit later in the tour, but it's actually like the spot where the president's like walking up to the mm-hmm. day he's doing like a big announcement to the public like yes. not the press room but actually walking up to do some sort of national announcement yeah he does it like standing outside of the blue rooms and the green rooms like those are the doors behind him like he's down that long hallway with those rooms off to the side of him like they change that podium around but if he's doing it at an event where he's actually like giving someone the presidential award or a medal of honor he's usually doing it in the east room And that room is set up with a bunch of chairs and the podium. And that's the room that has the Gilbert Stewart painting and roped off. They don't want you by the chairs and things like that. But you can tell it's a big room ready to receive people. And then on the other side of that room, between the green room, the blue room and the red room is the state dining room. And in that room is the painting of... Abraham Lincoln. And that's the one that had the big chandeliers yes, and everything. Yeah. And had Lincoln yep. with this hand. Like That's a famous Lincoln Very painting. Very famous picture, yeah. But that was neat. And the, so there's three rooms in between. The red room used for receptions. It's painted red. So it's very easy. It's been a favorite of the first ladies. John Adams used it as a breakfast room. Rutherford B. Hayes took the oath of office there. It's decorated as a American Empire parlor of the 18... 1810 to 1830. Was that the room that had that really cool kind of nature painting that was really like a kind of conglomeration of multiple parts of America? I think that's the green room. Was that the green room? Yes. Because there was one, it was massive painting. Yes. And you almost thought that, is that Yosemite? Is that the Rockies? And he said they made it up. And the the artist actually made it up and he actually Mm -hmm. took a couple different places and put them together. But it was just this beautiful... Yeah, you it know, was beautiful because I because I even said so. They usually have a, a an aide, what do I call them a page or an yeah. aide in each room, yep. and you can ask them questions. Yep. And they're watching you too, to not touch anything, because <laughs> they have you kind of roped through these little walkways on either side of the room. So you kind of have to pick a side. That's right. And you walk down the side because you were on the opposite side of, the side of yeah, me. Yeah, I was hurting the kids, and you were like taking your time. <laughs> so between the red room and the green room is the blue room. And the blue room is often used by president to receive guests. And I, you've seen President Obama. I've seen a lot of pictures of Obama in the blue room. I think when he's pretending to be attacked by the Spider-Man kid, he's in the blue room. Oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> I have to look that one up. I, if I do a video version of this podcast, I'll make sure I put that up. It's furnished to represent the period of James Monroe 
who purchased, he purchased the pieces in that room in 1814. And seven of the French chairs and one of the sofas was bought by Monroe. And the portraits there of John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Monroe. And the Hannibal clock on the mantle was inquired in 1817. It was one of those things that like, we even for me, I almost felt rushed. Yes. Because there was so much, it was so saturated with just all this history. It was. It and you're was like, I, you could stand there in one room for 30 minutes by itself, right? And they were moving people along at a pretty steady pace. They do. They don't rush you, and they're you're allowed to take pictures. We took pictures mm-hmm. in the east room and in the state dining room and in the east room. But the blue room, because it's centered between the red room and the green room, is where they put the White House Christmas tree. Oh, that's where it goes. Yeah, it goes in the blue room. Oh, okay. So that's cool. Yeah. And then the green room. And this one served as Thomas Jefferson's dining room. It reminded me of that because of Monticello. Yeah. So it's very interesting. It's now furnished as a parlor. It's used for receptions. The walls are covered with a watered green silk. And and that's in 1818, the state dining room was moved here. Oh, wait. The, I'm sorry. The mantle was purchased in 1818. The state dining room was moved here in 1902. Before they built the other state dining room. So you can see it's a smaller room to be a dining room. But those are the rooms you basically get to really walk through and see. Now, what's interesting is, like I said, you have this big east room. You have this big dining room. In between are these three colored rooms. Blue room, uh, red room, blue room, green room. Then you have a hallway that kind of connects those two rooms. And in that hallway was one of the most famous paintings of a president that I had ever seen. Let me just paint the picture for, and there's that's no pun intended here, but we're walking through these things. We're all roped off and this, that, and the other. And you can feel we're starting to get closer to the people starting to try to take pictures over by where the presidential podium is. The seal. The seal the is and things like, and we walk into this hallway and, and literally I could have walked up and touched it if I had wanted to, was the painting of JFK where he has his arms crossed and he's looking down. It looks like he's thinking. It's probably the... To me, one of the most famous presidential paintings that that I can think of because it's just so much more distinct. Sure. I just, I didn't know what to say. I was like, Jen, I I could walk up and touch. People were taking selfies right in front of it. I did. Taking pictures. Mm -hmm. This, I was so surprised. And then there was other pictures that were just as close, right? Yes. Ronald Reagan and just a a whole bunch of them sitting right there. Yeah, they had Obama and I think... I think just Obama was on the outside before you left the White House. Right. And then, yeah, John F. Kennedy was right there. I just couldn't believe it, too, because of, to me, one of the most famous, significant presidential paintings. That is one I really distinctly remember. So I can see them protecting the Stuart Gilbert Washington. The Lincoln portrait is very famous as well. That's also protected across the room in the dining room. But the John F. Kennedy to be there by itself. Even Jacqueline Kennedy's, you couldn't even get to because it's across I, the I room know, downstairs. I was, I, it almost made me think there's maybe this is just a replica. I know, I thought that too. I thought the same thing. I was like, there's no Why way that's this, like a... my kids could have walked up to and touched yes. it. Yes. It was absolutely incredible. To me, one of my favorite things, and I mentioned it to this to you before we went live here, was really just the paintings. Mm-hmm. I just enjoyed walking around seeing the paintings because I didn't dive deep into any of the history of ask the pages too many questions <laughs> or anything like that. I was watching the kids, but just seeing the paintings and being that close to them. And maybe that's because for me, 
the one, the few things that, that I did grasp onto as I'm learning history growing up was the pictures. Yes. I'm, I'm, but you see all these pictures in your history books. Yes, because every president will have a presidential portrait yep. done. It's very significant. And they try to represent their time in office. Yep. So it's the same as the first lady. And so those are hung as decoration around the White House. And I think to a degree, you're allowed to choose when you become president where they get to hang. And especially in the Oval Office, I've seen, I've heard of presidents changing the portraits in the Oval oh, Office. Oh, sure. I'm sure what, they do it what president every time. They yeah. want represented in there. Yeah. What's interesting about the dining room, it can seat 130 guests and the painted in- English oak panels dates back to the renovation in 1902. And carved into the fireplace mantle is a quotation from a letter by John Adams. I pray he- heaven to bestow the best of blessings on this house and all that shall hereafter inhabit it. May none but honest and wise men ever rule under this roof. That's cool. Isn't that cool? That's really neat. So the kitchen can prepare a dinner for 140, which is for me, I think being the presidential family is cool, but having your own cook that can make these state dinners at all times. Sure. That's probably like the coolest thing to me. Right. <laughs> you can have your food sent up to you or anything you want made at any time. But so th- I think that's what's so significant between the East Wing and the West Wing is the East Wing is a very ceremonial side of the White House. Yeah. It's a very diplomatic side. This is where you're going to be receiving. And that was one of the things with the tours too is they can shut it down anytime. That's what they said. They can shut it down at the drop of a hat. Yep. They're like, oh, we got something going on and they're just going to let the last people finish their tour and be like, sorry guys, you're going to have to try next time. Yep. But you could have your tickets booked months in advance and you could have it canceled at the last second. Yes. And they only run tours a couple days a week during certain hours anyway to work around that schedule. But one of the pages did say that, that they, anytime they can close it and use it for an ambassador or anybody. And then as we were towards the end of the tour, we saw Obama's portrait, which was towards (laughs) the end. We got to walk out and we walk out like right front. The front door Every every (laughs) single picture or movie or newsreel you've ever seen of them right there. It was, that was so cool. So we took a lot of pictures of our family. Right out front. So if you picture it in your head, if you were walking out of the White House and then we went off to the right. To the right, yes. But it was, then they let you take tons of pictures right there they let you take selfies with your family and things but that was super cool to walk right off front of the white house and again and then you walk off to the right but to be standing there and to see just like the big chandelier that's hung there with the chain because that's kind of that that drive through yes yeah yeah, that passes area it was really neat so to be there and to share it with the kids for me was just a a bucket list historian dream come true. Yeah, and so for anybody listening, if you ever ever want to try to get tickets to do tours, the way to do that is to your state congressman, your state senator will have a website. And I think that's typically the way for the vast majority of folks to try and get tickets. Yes, that's the best way to get tickets. And I guess if you, there's usually a person who works for your congressman or senator who. Their job is to do the tours of the White House. Okay. And I, I talked to one to get the tour of the Capitol, and he had said the tours of the White House are harder to get. Yeah. But we got lucky this time. Yeah. So if you're curious, if you're listening and you're doing this in advance or you want to, go to your state 
senators, congressmen's website, see if you can find a place to sign up on there. Exploring the rich history of the White House in person was the epitome of what we do on Walk With History. From its construction to its role as the residence and workplace of U.S. presidents, it stands as a symbol of American democracy. The White House has witnessed pivotal moments and offers a fascinating tour of the East Wing where you can immerse yourself in its remarkable rooms and take a stroll next to world-famous portraits of our past presidents. And while we didn't get to peek inside the iconic Oval Office, being a stone's throw from it and walking in the footsteps of our nation's leader was an absolute thrill. And thank you for listening to the Talk of History podcast. If you have ever wondered if there was a way to support the show, you can now do that over at talkwithhistory.com support. You can leave a one-time tip with a comment on your favorite podcast episode or support us with a couple of bucks a month and we'll absolutely give some podcast shout outs to our supporters over there. So you can head to talkwithhistory.com to show your support today. We rely on you, our community to grow and we appreciate you all every day. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you.